there is a sweet spot of the level of coffee that I need before we record, and I've gone over that amount. Welcome to The Second Best Show, the show that loves the runner-up, celebrates the almost great, and lives for the forgotten second place. I'm here with Ori. Hello, hello. Bobby. Yo. And I'm Sam. Today we're talking working class families, rich families, why nobody seems to have a job, and wrapping up life-changing events in 23 minutes with just two commercial breaks. We're talking 90s sitcoms today. Let's get started. This will not be contentious at all. You, you guys, I've been super excited about this this one. I, I have to admit, I've been just tickled pink. And and we're, we're going to talk so much about Steve Urkel. He just like shows up everywhere. So this is going to be, so uh, I guess content warning, um, this is going to be a Urkel heavy episode. <laughs> he's Yeah, he's looming large over this conversation. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, show, he is still a thing even to this day. Steve Urkel is the uh, uh, the Tony Stark of the '90s sitcom universe. It all starts. <laughs> it starts with him. It ends with him. Together. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about what we're actually doing. Uh, our goal is to find the second best '90s sitcom. The '90s is littered uh, with the corpses of of sitcoms. Um, we are going to be doing this one a little bit differently. Uh, we're doing a bracket. We're all bringing our best, um, and then uh, we're going to build. A, a bracket of the 16 uh, most important uh, 90s sitcoms. Um, and then in a future episode, we're going to uh, we're going to do a single elimination on that bracket, make it a fun little tourney. So I'd like to ask you guys, um, what do you think makes a sitcom? What, what is it about 90s sitcoms that separate them from uh, everything uh, after the 2000s? I think we're still part of that Bobby, generation, right? Where it was like appointment television. Mm. Um, you know, like you showed up at that time, like you were stoked to see Steve Urkel and, you know, get involved in some family matters. And <laughs> then you'd like talk about it the next day with your friends. Right. So I just think it, it had more of that, like staying power. Was I the only one who was like, I, I don't remember, like, uh, you know, I was in like school or whatever that day It was like a Thursday. And I was like, I wonder what Jerry Seinfeld and crew are up to tonight. Do you remember that like Thursdays and Fridays were like, it was a huge deal. It was like every, every time that NBC changed the lineup on a Thursday night, it was like headline news, you know, it was like Seinfeld was on at eight 30. What's going to follow Seinfeld. And it was like this giant, like, you know, it like transcended entertainment news. It's very strange. What did they call it? Was it, it was musty TV, musty TV. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah do you think like the people at tv this was like the tv guides like like golden <laughs> golden age of tv guide you know there was like the, the tv guide people at the at the at the tv guide office i don't know what were they the conglomerate uh, empire it, it must have been an empire <laughs> um and, and they're just sitting there and they're like they can't keep up with all the changes i'm the guy that writes the episode summaries for tv guide um and i'm just ripping my hair out trying to think of a different way to say the gang gets in into uh some hijinks how do i figure this one out what do I, how do i crack this 
And then by extension, remember the channel that was just like the scrolling channel guide? No. Right, was I the only person with like a black box? Did you never, oh did you never see this? Were, were you like, like enlighten me? A sc- were you a, Nies- a Nielsen household? No, no. We, we're we're a, a not an affluent household. So we had a black box and my dad just like stole cable. Oh, fair. Which was okay. Because awesome. I was going to say, um, this either sounds like a rich guy thing or a poor guy thing. Like nothing in between. <laughs> it's, a, it's more of a... <laughs> It's more of a poor guy thing. Um, you know, if your dad's kind of shady, he gets free cable for the family. But yeah, there used to just be like a channel that was just a scrolling list of what was on. And it, it seemed to end endless possibilities. So if you if you missed a description, you had to like wait for it. To- yeah, you're waiting 25 minutes before you find out what's going on in, in Seinfeld. Let's unpack what, what makes a, a 90s uh, sitcom 90s. I think, uh, well, I mean, I got to call out the... Uh, the the quirky neighbor right i mean i don't know if you know that that to me screams 90s sitcom quirky neighbor one many shows had the quirky neighbor Ooh, second best quirky neighbor oh second best quirky neighbor and why is it uh the guy from home improvement oh what was the lady's name from married with children oh (laughs) yeah married with children had one a home yeah but you're right the home improvement guy why couldn't you see his face? What what was he hiding? And did you notice in 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 Home Improvement they 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 stopped caring about it after a while and you just pretty much kept on seeing more and more of his face? Yeah, I don't know. That seemed like a bit that like just needed to die after two seasons. Until the reveal? Was there a reveal? Was he just like a grotesque? <laughs> was he just like a like a Lovecraftian like, you know, guy with like tentacles on his chin? Tentacles coming out of his face. There was the, you know, he's just a guy. What else did we expect? He's just a guy. Yes. Um, my, my pet theory is that the neighbor in home improvement, uh, would absolutely be taking uh horse dewormer medicine. No. Oh yeah. The neighbor. In home improvement, he was like a voice of reason. If anything, Tim Allen's character from that show would be taking the dewormer. Tim Allen, the actor is probably. Yeah. Yeah. And then the neighbor would be like, Tim, you should. Probably just get the goddamn vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever his name is, I don't know. I can't remember what the hell his name was. He just—I mean, I just made—he made ape sounds and <laughs> it took place in a garage for the most part. I don't. Yeah, I always—I I mean, not to—I always thought to myself like, why? Why do people like this guy has a television show in which, like, uh, you know, a TV show within a TV show? I'm talking about the TV show within the TV show where he—and maybe I was too young to understand this—but was the was that was the show about like this guy's an idiot or was the show like no this guy is actually like a home improvement guy and and we as the audience watching home improvement are laughing at like his buffoonery like y- y- you see what i'm saying like this is a whole like it's all like kind of inception what like it's like a a little meta and i mm. i didn't i didn't understand like like mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. are the people within this world of home improvement watching tim the tim character going like yes i will do this in my home this is going to be a theme uh for all of the shows that we're going to talk about is that i feel like we're all going to be like completely baffled by who these characters actually are and like are they real people are these people we're supposed to identify with um yep yep because a giant puppet dinosaur is not super relatable speak for yourself (laughs) oh man that that show ended really darkly it ended very dark, like yes. like super dark. Was like 
the asteroid? Yeah. Do they yeah. go there? Yeah, everybody died. Yeah. Oh God. I need to. I need to go watch that on YouTube, like right now. Smoke a little bit. Smoke a couple of bowls. <laughs> a couple of bowls. <laughs> <laughs> holy, holy shit. <laughs> Um, I, I, I will say, I think now I, I'm getting, um, inspiration to a, uh, second best video game based on a 90s sitcom because there was a home improvement video game, uh, and it was bananas and it was very bad. Good Lord. What did you do in this video game? <laughs> you were Tim, the tool man Taylor. <laughs> did you grunt? Did you do the grunt? You had to do the grunt, right? Oh yeah. 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 There was like yeah. that, like scratchy eight bit, like. <laughs> like it, yeah it's awful uh like the public access like television station mm-hmm. and everything is going crazy but for some reason it's like a platforming level and you're like shooting raptors with like nail guns <laughs> but uh yes so what did you did you already say full house full house had the 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 neighbor the quirky neighbor full house did yep definitely married with children the quirky neighbor to me i mean what do you guys what what screams 90s what what makes a 90s sitcom as opposed to sitcoms from nowadays which do not exist sweeps week like crossovers crossovers yes Mm -hmm. before there was before the mcu we had uh sitcom crossovers and some very epic crossovers too that was like marketing you know what that was that was behavioral uh ad targeting before there was behavioral ad targeting if you're the kind of person uh who likes seinfeld you probably like mad about you and so here's a here's a crossover and maybe you'll watch mad about you because you like seinfeld whatever you just said was was horrible and i and i don't want you to ever use those words again um, yes, crossovers were a thing. They never made any sense. Uh, very special episodes were a thing. Uh, clip shows were a mm-hmm. thing. For some reason, blooper reels were huge. People loved watching like Will Smith breaking um, for some reason. And then um, events, like big events that would be like, uh, Bobby mentioned Sweeps Week. And like, that was a huge thing for some reason. You know, like thinking back now, like, I don't know. Why was like a, it would be like, everybody now knowing about like upfronts like sweeps week is a very like insider like tv industry thing and for some reason that was like mm-hmm. a thing that people knew about i was only exposed to it because uh my sister and my grandmother loved uh, a couple like daytime like soap operas and they were awful hell yeah and that was always like the time where like someone got like possessed by the devil or like came back from the dead or mm-hmm. and so it was always around like sweeps week so it just became like this monumental event it's like yeah where, where's mom and dad, you know where's where's mom oh it must be sweeps sweeps week mom stayed up last night so many crossovers and why were they all on wings <laughs> you shut your mouth wings was an amazing tv show Okay, so Wings was one of these shows that, okay, I don't know if it's just because of the age that we grew up in, uh, that we were all, at least the three of us were in the 90s, but Wings was one of those shows that felt like super grown up to me. It was like Wings, Mad About You, the Larry Sanders show, and like just stuff like that where like it felt like grown up Frasier. Frasier was one of the shows that like, oh, that's for my parents. Like, that's not for me. Um, And then maybe, uh, you know, time comes for us all. um, And then we've where we're in the other end of that circle now, but it just felt like, like there were shows for old people. Yeah. Northern exposure, Northern exposure. Yes. Popular with the popular with the old people in my life at the time. Empty nest. You guys second best Northern exposure episode. Go. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> the one where he helps out an unlikely patient. You guys, I'm 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 raring to go here. I've got some dark horses. So we are building a list of 16 shows that we will eventually um look, we've got to make it overly complicated. Um so we're building a list of 16 shows and uh and then uh in the next episode we will um then we'll battle it out. So this is just collect this is just building the bracket. Okay. The first 16 seeds um and then battle royale. Okay. All right. So it'll be a celebrity death match. As a young whippersnapper, I uh I watched I I enjoyed this show very much. It's not my it's not my number 1, but uh it is I think one of the second best and that would the Tony Shalhoub uh starring uh Wings, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. <laughs> I think Wings is, I mean, you guys, it had Thomas Hayden Church. It had uh, Tony Shalhoub. It had, uh, uh, what's his name? Steven Weber. Um, I mean, Mm -hmm. it had. um, Do you think uh, Thomas Hayden Church is wearing the green striped sweater and uh, sitting by the phone waiting for the, uh, waiting for that call for the MCU to be in that new Spider-Man reboot? I think he already got the call (laughs) and I think he already cashed that check. Okay. So what you're saying is wings deserves to be in this top 16 bracket i am saying that yes i'm definitely saying that and you know it's funny sam you mentioned it it was you always felt like it was one of those adult shows you know Mm -hmm. i did too and and but but you know then 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 thomas hayden church came in or tony shalhoub came in with his you know taxi cab whatever uh you know just just like oddly like foreign accent you couldn't like really place you know he was like the foreign guy and like thomas changed hayden church which you know might have problems now thinking back on it but and then thomas hayden church was like the dumb you know mechanic guy and 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 there was some some dumb low common denominator stuff in there that me as a kid enjoyed heavily so i will um yes second best wings okay all right it goes on the board uh, do we want to go in a circle or? Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to. I want to tear you guys apart. I want to tear you all apart. Let's do this. I'm going to go with a show that not many people watched, um, but I feel like it's a. It's still a classic, nonetheless. Uh, I'm going with 1995 to 1999's uh, News Radio. Ooh, ooh, very nice, good one. Um, it had. Um, uh, Joe Rogan, rest in peace. Um, and it had uh, <laughs> who's the other guy that's a piece of shit? Andy Dick. Yes, Andy Dick also also rest in peace. But Dave Foley, Phil Hartman, John Lovitz. Yeah, he replaced he replaced Phil Hartman. Truly, rest in peace. Oh yes, yes he. Yes, 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 yes. St- Stephen Root wasn't he in it? Stephen, oh, yeah, Stephen Root. Also, yes. Oh my lord! Huge. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Bobby, what do you got? All right, uh, this is going to be uh, contentious, but I'm going to go with Arliss. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's a terrible show. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe for second to last worst <laughs> sitcom. Okay, uh, I'm going to throw out, um, since I, I don't know, I t- I'm gravitating towards a lot of uh, animated shows. I'm gonna throw the critic out there. That is a solid pick, my friend. Uh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get me uh, fighting you on that one whatsoever. 
I'm not going to fight you on that either. I think it is weird that we're talking about the 90s and John Lovitz has shown up in two picks, one after the other. That's very weird, um, mm-hmm. but I'm going to let it go. John Lovitz is on Cameo, and if we want him to, we he, we can have him Ooh. do the intro to the second best show. You can, I, I, I'm I'm fully erect at the moment. I'm fully erect right. right now. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, I think it's like a hugely underrated show. It was hysterical. Um, only got two seasons. Definitely deserved more. What was his? Uh, do you remember the catchphrase? It stinks. Yes, there you go. There you go. It stinks. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Yeah, give us your best, John Lovitz. That was my best. That was your best? That was your best? That was my second best. Okay. You're, as long as you're bringing your B game. Yeah. We're all about the B game around here. I was going to say, you guys are just like diving right in. No preamble, nothing. Like, you, you guys aren't like leaving anything. We have to build, we have to go through 16 of these shows. <sighs> and right, uh, right. yeah. Ori, what is going to join your second place? Uh, pedestal next to wings okay okay next to wings <laughs> uh man you stole my news radio i gotta go with my uh with my girl caroline in the city no i'm just kidding um married with children oh. okay I, I i do t- there's so many thoughts about this and 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 people who are listening to this yeah. i'm so sorry <laughs> here's my thought on married with children i keep on saying so Obviously, we were doing some research for this for this episode. Everything I kept on reading the same hot take over and over and over again, which is "Married with Children" could not be made now. Uh, it, uh, it you know would have been canceled before it started. There's no way they could make this show now. And yet, I don't. I could not find like a single explanation for that sentence that actually makes sense. Really, when you watch "Married with Children," it's kind of lukewarm. If anything, it's kind of corny, and the jokes are like, "Hey, women, am I right? Shoes." But like, there's nothing that's like super problematic about it. I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen you know I haven't watched it in a while, right? Um, I I, you know, obviously, I mean, I'll state the obvious anti women. Um, but but thinking back on it, were they? Were they punch? Were they were they making fun of women, or were they more making fun of the the main character? Right? Was he the butt of the jokes? Like, and when I was young, I right. wasn't I right. wasn't sure. Right? I was just laughing at the silly stuff. I mean, so Al Bundy was a piece of shit. <laughs> Put that in the podcast notes. But they were all pieces of shit, right? They were all pieces of shit, and I'm pretty sure. Bud had a crush on his sister, which was never actually explicitly stated. And I'm I'm taking it as canon. <laughs> Fair. Mm. Fair. So yeah, so there was some uh there was some misogyny. There was some fat shaming. You know what uh Mary with Children had? Um a lot of hooting and hollering. Like a lot of like somebody would walk <laughs> onto the stay on the set. Uh, uh so oh. Um, a neighbor would walk through the door and uh, the audience would just go fucking wild. That character had not said anything. Nothing happened. They give a look to the camera and the crowd just goes fucking wild. That was another thing that happened in the 90s that just like that was not a thing that happened either, either before Kramer. or after. Kramer, you know, like uh, Kramer barrels through the door um, and uh, everybody loses their goddamn mind for like a minute and a half. Okay. 
Do you want to know why that is? Because you wait seven fucking days to, to, to see that shit, right? It's Thursday, and then you got to wait till the next Thursday. There wasn't, you know, we didn't have DVR or anything. So it's like you have to wait until that moment. And when that happens, man, your work week, everything everything just disappears, right? Everything just disappears in that moment. You're like, ah, oh, thank God. There's, you know, thank thank the Kramer. Thank the Kramer. But then the weird thing is because it's a live audience and it's a live taping, uh, the actor just kind of has to like vamp for 90 seconds while the audience like hoots and hollers. Um, and uh, it's it's just super awkward and it's weird to watch. It definitely felt like Married with Children embraced that. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. as the series went on, it got really ridiculous because then it would just be like, the crowd act like you hear the crowd actually saying things like it'd be like yeah al (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh, yeah i I, (laughs) okay the creator of married with children uh did another show after that i think called unhappily ever after it was unhappily ever after five seasons and it had a talking stuffed bunny named mr floppy and uh, if any, if if either of you guys can tell me who voiced voiced uh, that bunny right now, um, I'll give you a hundred sandbucks. Jay Moore, Bobcat Goldwaith. Oh, nice. I can't tell yeah. if that elevated it or <laughs> or or. <laughs> no. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, no, wrong. For, I think for, it elevated it right. over Jay Moore. Yeah, it elevated it. Um, I'm going with Dharma and Greg. Hmm. Okay. Strong. Okay. I might fight you on that eventually. Cause see opposites attract. Oh, she, she's weird and, and he's okay. not weird. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did, did that show perform well? Cause I know it, it never, I never really 97 to Oh two five, five seasons. Oh, yeah. Not bad. It's no King of Queens. Okay. It's going on there. <laughs> What I mean, really, what is King of Put it What on is? Yeah. And what is? <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, that was a big vehicle for Patton Oswalt, so I'll give that one a pass. I mean, there's a reason why you know after King of Queens, there you know that's when you saw the decline of uh, of all the kind of sitcoms, you know that kind of style, like live audience. It's because you <laughs> that's the apex. You couldn't do better than King of Queens. Also, excuse me, but Jerry Stiller. On King he of did not need that. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. he was just fine. I, you know, uh, Patton Oswalt kind of started on that, and uh, Jerry Stiller. I, uh, he was good to go with Seinfeld, and and uh, he um, did not need that, in my opinion. They could have just taken Kevin James out and called it <laughs> "Of Queens," and the show would have been incredible. <laughs> Darman Greg, a study of contrasts. It's on the board, Bobby. Please elevate this discussion. Okay, I'm going to elevate it because this one sneaks in uh, just before the 90s ended. And I think it's second place only because it lives in the shadow of its predecessor. And that show is Futurama 1999. Uh, I think it's out of a first place because I think Simpsons definitely takes that. If you compare the two head to head. So I think while I think it's a fantastic show, I think it's definitely a second place show. This was 99. 
Yep. You're playing on some technicalities here, bud. I am. I'll only give you the first season. This is my dark horse. It was that or Mr. Belvedere, okay? <laughs> Which also snuck in because it ended in 1990. So that's... Or he's that Googling is Charles in Charge right in the now. Here. <laughs> you should instead be Googling the story about I- <laughs> Mr. Belvedere sitting on his own balls. <laughs> Another watershed moment in in sitcom in sitcom history second best ball sitting of all time <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he go to the hospital like, Wait, like yeah. okay okay i think some of our listeners might be interested in this all right all right while 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 you're pulling that up um Sidebar on uh, Mr. Mr. Belvedere. Um, there is a genre, and I have this in our notes. There is a genre of show in the '90s that is like rich people porn. Like uh, uh, mm. um, Seinfeld is kind of like this because they live on like the Upper East Side. But like The Nanny, Frasier, Caroline in the City, like a lot of like shows in the '90s were like about rich people. Uh, friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friends, yeah. Um, uh, there was just like, like, so there was, you know, the poor people shows like Roseanne and Home Improvement. Um, and then there was like the rich people shows. Um, it's weird that we went, it's weird that we all went through a phase where like, we really just wanted to like watch rich people and the whole like lifestyle of the rich and famous and stuff. That yeah, was nobody questioned the, the fact that like, you know, they were all like, especially like, I'm just thinking about friends, right? Like they were all like, their whole shtick was like, oh, you know, I work at a coffee shop or I don't have a job this week or, you know, I'm a struggling whatever <laughs> chef chef, or whatever they, you know, they each were doing. And maybe one or two uh-huh. of them was like a marketing executive or whatever, where you're like, uh, okay, okay. Um, but yes, that's that was the whole thing, right? Like they were all kind of like in their 20s, like trying to figure life out, you know, on the Upper East Side in their huge ass apartment in New York. Like, yeah, yeah. In yeah, their yeah, huge yeah, yeah. ass condo. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think actually, if you look back and I might totally be making this up so you can call me out on it. But I think, I think, didn't, didn't, didn't Jerry Seinfeld of, of Seinfeld, um, didn't he, yeah, didn't he have a roommate that was like never shown. I don't know the show well enough. Unfortunately, I, I really only know Seinfeld through like the memes that have. Okay. Well, we're going to come back to that for sure. Okay, wait. So I, I, I researched. Uh, so I Googled the Mr. Belvedere thing and, and uh, just one thing came up, which I thought was hilarious on it's of course uh, it's Reddit. And uh, the, the post was Mr. Belvedere had to stop production on multiple occasions because Christopher Hewitt, Mr. Belvedere sat on his own balls. And then somebody said, <laughs> somebody said, this is <laughs> I think one of my favorite things I've ever read. I should like watching. So this is, by by who is this? Uh, D D, D Lindsay, ten years ago. I should like I should like watching Mr. Belvedere a lot, but I shouldn't have to masturbate at the end of every episode. I I don't know what that means. Um, but uh, uh, anyways, shouldn't you? Yeah. Shouldn't so, you, D Lindsay? I'd like to unpack that at some point. 
I like that there's a clause in that sentence <laughs> multiple occasions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he sat on his balls. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, not again. You know, like they couldn't take out like uh, insurance policy on him anymore because, uh, you know, it was just too expensive. So I, I, I believe actually the, the, the story originated, I think, from Adam Sandler, actually, mm. who was like an extra on the show. Um, it was during a table read in front of everyone. Um, <laughs> look, just look it up. So, episode zero that will never air was some very mm-hmm. highbrow music critique. And we talked about some, I, I feel like it was very, uh, um, uh, it was very intellectual and impressive. Episode one, uh, we're talking about Mr. Belvedere sitting on his balls. Yeah, we've got range. Yeah. That's just the kind of range that we're going to deliver. <laughs> um, also trying to bring awareness to my charity that focuses on people who sat on their balls. <laughs> ball center, ball sitters United. Sorry. Sorry. That's just, that's, it sounds like, that sounds like a so- like a football <laughs> team and, and, uh, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> like in the english premier league yeah. ball united united oi oi <laughs> ball oi, united. Oi, oi. all right oh oh shit back to me already wow all right, all right. Um, back all right. to you okay guys are you sitting down for this yeah are you sitting god i i i sort of agonized over this a little bit I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'll never lie to you guys. Just so you know. Um, I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, um, gosh, is this gonna work? I don't know. I think I'm gonna go with uh, with my man Martin. Solid, very solid pick. Um, I enjoyed it very much. All his cool, all his characters. He had talk about range. Uh, he did kind of like the Eddie Murphy thing, you know, and 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 dove into all of his characters, and um, I enjoyed the shit out of that. So, Martin. Five seasons. Nice. I feel like there was a spinoff from Martin. Was there not? That might have been one of the only shows that didn't have a spinoff. Apparently, there was a proposed spinoff, but it never went anywhere. Was it just one of Martin's characters? Yeah. Uh, No, somebody else. But A Different World was a spinoff from The Cosby Show. See, it all circles back. All right, so yep, Martin is my next second best. I'd like to hear uh, from—is it Sam? Sam, you—is it your turn next? All right, hit me with your best shot. I've teased it, and now it's here. Nineteen ninety-five to nineteen ninety-nine's Caroline in the City. Hear me out. Okay. <laughs> uh, this show, Caroline in the City, was uh, mayonnaise on white toast. Um, it was, uh, room temperature peanut butter. Um, it was, it was the show that you wanted to watch. So if this show was on now, it would be what you watch in the background, uh, as you're playing on your phone. Um, but because it was in the nineties, I don't know, you were doing a fucking crossword or something, but, uh, it was, uh, it was beautiful white noise. It was never, um, never too offensive or anything. Um, and uh, it it was it was Caroline in the city. Now, see, she was another person who had a bafflingly like a a like a bafflingly big apartment uh, for a cartoonist. Um, and I, I was going to say, yeah, what I what I remember from that show was 
a cartoonist with yep. a yeah stunning apartment yeah giant window or something right in the in the back i think if i remember correctly just like city views in, in her apartment it was crazy just just completely just just fantasy <laughs> it's it still happens today what uh i'll talk about something modern briefly started watching the new show steve martin and um only murders in the building that is apartment porn that is new york apartment porn yes elevator goes directly into your into your apartment selena gomez steve martin martin short um the other (laughs) the last thing about carolina the city um is that randomly one of the characters was a colorist a comic colorist um yeah wasn't that her um her uh uh Love, love. Uh, was that that was like? Her I think it was like the, love the, interest, the right? Are they? Aren't they? Kind of thing. Like it was a. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Joins the the uh, string of baffling characters in in the nineties. Um, there was a colorist in Caroline in the City. The painter in Murphy Brown, in Murphy Brown that for some reason was there for six seasons, like just painting the house over and over again for six seasons. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. In reality, you'd be like. I'm getting an attorney. It was like a Synecdoche, New York (laughs) thing. (laughs) When are we done with this house? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. A restraining order. Maybe Murphy Brown's house is like the Golden Gate Bridge, where as soon as you finish painting it, you have to start over again. (laughs) All right. Caroline in the city. It's on the board. I've fooled you guys. All right. Bobby, what do you got? Number 10. All right, this one, number 10 with a bullet, Alf. So, okay. That show is hilarious. It's also still funny. Still funny. Still funny. Didn't it also end on a downer? I forget. It ended with like a weird bunch of, like, I think there was a movie and some one-off specials or episodes i don't know um i just think the world still needs alf like it needs the muppets um the show was funny i think it's still funny the final episode of alf uh alf is going home to his home planet to meet with his alien uh his uh alien family um and he is captured by the alien task force and that's the end of the series He's literally captured by the government. You know, they did this a lot to us <laughs> uh, with with different shows d- during that time. Like, like, why the fuck would they would they end Alf like this? Why? Why would they? It's like I don't know. It's like, can you imagine the Muppets show ended <laughs> with like, uh, you know, just just like. <laughs> <laughs> like the Gestapo just so Muppet Gestapo. Kermit gets COPD. He's like he's yeah. slowly saying goodbye to the rest of like Miss Piggy. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I mean just just it just doesn't serve any of of what it just doesn't make sense and it's a, sh- a pox. It's a shame. It's a shame. Why? Why were? Why were we doing puppets all the time? Like what? Why were we doing puppets? Alf, uh, the bunny, <laughs> um, uh, dinosaur. Like there was a lot of puppets in the nineties, and I don't understand where that came from. I would assume probably just like 
budgets and lack of computer generated <laughs> uh, imagery, right? Um, but also, like, Muppets are fucking awesome. Like, I. I don't know. I would watch a show that just had Muppets in it and they didn't explain it and they weren't like funny. They were just like actually 100% like on order, but like some of them are Muppets. Like I would watch it, especially if they don't address it. I would still watch that show. Second best Muppet, Muppet. put it on, on our list. Second best Muppet and nobody better save fucking Gonzo because we all know he's number one. So don't even try it. So he like, uh, what's up with him and the chickens? Is this like a Oh, they're, like it's a, sex, a harem. Is it a sex thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a harem. He fucks yeah. those I chickens, mean, right? Yeah, he fucks okay. those It's a thruple right. at the very least. <laughs> yes. He's fucking those chickens. He's making bone oh. <laughs> He's making bone broth of those chickens. <laughs> uh all right. Ori, we're back to you, number eleven. My uh sec next second best is good. I think number eleven is gonna be number eleven. Um is and I can't believe no one has claimed this one yet. Um, this one is one of my all-time faves, and I don't care who hears it or who knows it. Um, just shoot me. Just shoot me is a solid second best. Um, it it had it all. It had it all. Um, uh, fight me on that. I don't think you will because I think you agree. Um, you know what? I'm not going to fight you on that. Um. David Spade, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of course, a young Brian Posehn. Uh, yeah, was a featured. Uh, I mean George George Siegel. I mean, oh the, yeah, George Papa Siegel. George. Yeah. Uh, and also uh, David Cross was on a couple of episodes. My favorite episodes of J- of Just Shoot Me um, feature David Cross um, in a storyline that probably wouldn't be too. Uh, that would probably be looked pe- looked down upon. Um, yeah, just okay. shoot me. Ninety-seven to two thousand three. Yep, yep. Um, oh gosh. Um, I mean, I yeah. I mean, this it was a good one, and uh, I I think I haven't watched it. I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched it in in a good in a while. But uh, I think that some of it, at least, would stand the test of time. Just shoot me. Second Solid. best. Number eleven. Number eleven. Solid. Not a lot of not a lot of uh wanting to get an argument from me for that one. That was a good one. I know it's not it's not good for uh podcast conversation, so you might as well just throw it in the <laughs> fucking trash. But um anyways. Um all right, well I will uh let's see if we can sh- let's see if we can shit on Sam's. Go um ahead. all right. Okay. Can, can we can we go back to to, oh, to Carolina the City real quick? So can you can you <laughs> so you're sitting there, right? Are like just us today, you know, watching uh whatever TV channel shows episode. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, whatever. Um, family. What are those channels that that shows like old old sitcoms and stuff? And you're sitting there and you're watching it, and all of a sudden, like Carolina City comes on or whatever, and you're and you're like, you happen to just like leave it on, mm-hmm. and then somebody that you know or that you care about or cares about you walks into the room and you're in the middle of watching Carolina in the city. Mm-hmm. What happens then? Do you, do you change the channel? Do you, do you, do you forgive? Do you like give an excuse? Like I was, <laughs> I, you know, what happens at that point? I say, uh, look, honey, it's the adorable Leah Thompson. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. She's trying to get back to 1985. Okay. <laughs> Look, honey, she's in the city. She's inside of she's the city. She's inside okay, the city. Look at that fire escape. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the... I'm just admiring her large apartment. Can you imagine? Can you believe what cartoonists were able to, uh, to get their hands on in the 90s? Incredible. I'm about to read to you the most 1995 sen- sentence in Wikipedia. The series premiered in 1995, in the must-see must TV Thursday night block between Seinfeld and ER. Tell me something that's more 1995 than what that. What a clutch spot. <laughs> what a lead-in, right? I would, mm. I, would, I would kill someone to put my, uh, uh, my show. There must have been some, some, some good politic. I don't know, good for them. All right, number 12, Third Rock from the Sun. I'm shrugging my shoulders. Solid. Third Rock from the Sun. Whatever happened to Kristen Johnson? Johnston? Johnston? Kristen Johnston? She's... Chris, well, Kristen... Kristen Johnson? Anyways. Legend has it that she's still correcting people's pronunciations of her name to this day. Mm, I guess I guess we'll never know. Uh, John Lithgow? Wayne Knight? Jane Curtin, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, a very young Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I mean, with the shoulder-length yeah, yeah. hair. That probably took two shampoos mm. and a conditioner to get right. <laughs> I think that was a requirement for all. Um, it was in the writer. He had like you know, yeah, yep. There was like the pre-shampoo and then the second shampoo. You know how, like, in Marvel movies, it takes that, like, they get there, like, 6 a.m. to, like, uh, you know, get into, like, full makeup and everything? Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt had to get onto the Third Rock uh, uh, set at 6 a.m. so that they could just wash his hair 40 times. Bobby! (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but talking about all these shows, like, um, are you, like, flashing back to, like, random non-sequiturs of these shows like that are some like lodged in your brain somehow because like i'm thinking like third rock from the sun and literally the only thing i can remember about that show is an episode where john lithgow's character is like figuring out how to tip people and i don't know why i remember that scene but that's literally the only thing that's like left in this like decrepit like database that is my brain (laughs) you know he won like didn't he win best actor like Golden Globe, whatever Golden Globe Best Actor, like every year that show was on. I th- I think he may have. He was actually very special. He was super good in that show. I will, I'll hear. I'll give him the Ori Golden Golden Globe Award. <laughs> <laughs> the Golden Ori, very generous of yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. He could. He <laughs> the Golden the Golden Ori. <laughs> have we crossed uh, lists yet? Like, have we had to take? Have you guys had to take anything off of your list or reshuffle your list? Because I, you know, I've said some things and um, Martin, I had to take off my list. That was that was going to be high up on my list. Um, I can tell you that Wings was not on my list, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that was not on my list. <laughs> um, Carolina in the City was obviously on all of our lists. All of us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'd swap her out for Beavis and Butthead in a second. Cultural movement, Beavis and Butthead. 
that we should all be just completely ashamed for uh, ashamed of. No, come on. Beavis and Butthead. Did you guys never watch it? I watched every single episode. Okay. <laughs> I love how you just went with it. Just like all or nothing, like every single episode. <laughs> number one, number one Beavis and Butthead fan, Sam Cohen. <laughs> maybe I need to watch it again. Um, I feel like early on that show, yeah, maybe didn't deserve maybe didn't deserve the praise that it got, but I think as the longer it stayed on, the better it got. And that movie is pretty solid. The movie is solid. And it does have what I would consider one of the best chili pepper songs. That's a cover. I knew you were going to go there. I, I don't apologize at all. Yeah, you shouldn't. Cause that shit slaps. Literally it slaps. Like that's like the whole thing. Good soundtrack. Yes. The the soundtrack was Amazing. Yes. All right. What number are we on? All right. Second best 90s soundtracks. Ooh. Oh, geez. Oh, my. I remember the South Park movie soundtrack being a big thing. Was that in the 90s? Yeah. No. What's. Mm, I think it was. Mm. No, it wasn't. I don't think it was. And. Uh, oh, God. Um, the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack, guys. I mean. I'm still into it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Say what you want. Say what you want about the film, but the soundtrack for Spawn uh, was very good. What's on the soundtrack for Spawn? It's a bunch of like weird electro and industrial and like metal. Um, it's very good. You should listen to it. I think I think you dig it even today. Oh my god! High school Sam would have absolutely loved this album. Filter, Crystal Method, Sneaker Pimps, Silver Chair. Oh my god! I cried a lot to Silver Chair. <laughs> I cried so much with Silver Chair. Okay, we'll talk about that. That's a different show. We could do 90s. I could talk about 90s soundtracks all day. Um, listen to the Spawn soundtrack. All right, I'm going to throw this out there. Here's a show I loved. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Not the best show. Not the worst show. Funny. Mark Curry, funny guy. Funny guy. Funny guy that hanging with Mr. Cooper seems like if you asked a computer in 2015 to come up with a show from 1995, it would come up with hanging with Mr. Cooper. Possibly so. Ori number 14. We're almost there. We are. See, I can't, uh, you know, I can't call some of these because they're more like number one. Um, But I think. Hmm. I've run I, I've run out of shows, you guys. Uh, no, there's more. Do you want to do you want to revisit the list for our non-video um, yes participants? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Let's do okay. that. What do we what do we got so far? Okay. Okay. Uh, placeholder to begin with. So we had South Park, uh, which I think could probably come off here and take us down to eleven because I feel like I don't know about you guys, but it seems like top tier. Or are we thinking that's that's still a second place? And let's take it off. Yeah, take it off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that takes us to uh, wings. <laughs> <laughs> Why even keep going? Let's just stop there. Uh, News radio, the critic, married with children, Dharma and Greg, Futurama, Martin, Caroline in the city, Alf, 
Just Shoot Me, Third Rock from the Sun, and Hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> now, before we move on, I want you guys to tell me which of these shows on this list currently would make the best crossover episode. Oh, I mean, hands down, hands down, it would be uh, Married with Children, and um, I'd say either Martin or Alf. So Martin and Alf would be like a uh, kind of um, uh, like an acid trip kind of uh, uh, cut o- um, crossover, um, and would just be totally bananas. But I would, <laughs> I would eat it up. I would watch every second of it. Um, <laughs> I think I would do <laughs> like, hey, 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 Marcel, <laughs> come watch this. You have to see this. <laughs> This is absolutely bonkers. We're going to watch it five times in a row. Um, I think I would do Martin and Caroline in the city and make it like a, uh, how the other half lives kind of thing. Hmm. I wonder if that would actually work or be the exact opposite. (laughs) Uh, Like you would see just the drop off, um, effect. Interesting. Um, uh, I think what makes a lot of sense here would be Alf and Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, it's right there. I would. It's right there. Aliens. I would eat that up. Yeah, it's yeah. I, all mm-hmm. I okay. You put John Lithgow and Alf in a scene together, and mm-hmm. I mean that's a spinoff. <laughs> that's not even a crossover. <laughs> that's a that's yeah. a that's a fucking spinoff right there. Third Rock from it's the Alf. Great taste. It tastes great together. Oh God. Mwah. I mean. Oh yeah. Oh God! Um, God, they should do that now. <laughs> they should revisit all those characters. And I need some closure with Alf. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, John Lithgow a character comes in and like rescues him, and then they go on the run, and they, you know, yeah. they, I don't know, throw Sinbad in there. Uh, you know, he had a show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm ready. Bring it. Okay, um, so um, I'm gonna go uh, with "Mad About You." Again, one of those, one of those. Uh, what? What was that? What was that little whistle? <laughs> what was that? Too highbrow. Um, I know. It's, yeah, I guess. I know, uh, I know it's not you know hanging with Mister Cooper, but um, you know, "Mad About You" is is kind of like the. Uh, <laughs> if if Steve Urkel is the Tony Stark, then Mad About You and Paul Reiser is the is the um the Captain America. Um because there was uh so Phoebe's character from Friends, she came from Mad About You, and Kramer's apartment in Seinfeld also came from Mad About You. So it all really? comes from Mad About You. You guys, I'm telling you, Paul Reiser is the key to it all. Like we just I mean, technically it's technically it's Phoebe's sister, but I'll I'll let it pass. That's true. Yes. So it's the mad about you, you. Oh my God. I'm going to butcher this. Have you guys heard? Oh my God. I, I shouldn't even talk about this. There's a, <laughs> there's this internet theory. It's sort of internet meme about, oh, I can't remember what show it was, but basically the show took place in somebody's coma 
throughout the entire series. And technically, like, the show never existed. And that show was connected to, like, five other shows that were spinoffs. And so technically, like, a bunch of television that we know and love theoretically only existed in the coma dreams of this character okay it wasn't it wasn't like the bob newhart show right or something where he wakes up at the end and and like the last episode and he's still like in the show that he was was it um mary tyler moore show or something it wasn't that i'm looking clearly it wasn't that guys thank you um are you talking about herman's head herman's herman's head herman's head brecken meyer Hey, you shut up about Breckenmeyer. You don't say he's a nat. He's a goddamn treasure. Oh, I think I may have found it. Okay, uh, for a show called Saint Elsewhere. Saint Elsewhere, yes. Okay. Uh, oh, I should have looked this up before I. I can't like go deep into this, but um, <laughs> the dot. Okay, it, it had to do with a bunch of crossovers. And that involved uh, Cheers and, uh, by extension, Frasier. Um, the show Homicide. <laughs> um, so, anyways, you should look into this. It's it's the uh, Westfall theory of the United TV universe. You should just take a look at it. Um, Homicide had a great crossover with Law and Order. Um I remember watching it like as a teenager and being super excited about it. Um, and it had the worst. It left the, it left the viewer with just like terrible blue balls because at the end of the episode, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, um, Baltimore homicide, New York law and order. They're working together. They're going to solve this crime. They've got the guy in the interrogation room, because that's how every episode of Law and Order ends, right? It's like the guy in the in the interrogation room. Um, and he goes, uh, he says, uh, you think you can stop it? Uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And then we never hear about it ever again. I'm like, the tip of what iceberg? Who are you? What 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 are what can't we stop? Oh. What iceberg? That's it. <laughs> was that wait, that was homicide, you said? That was Homicide, Life on the Street, and Law and Order. Um, All took place in in, in this um, character's coma dream. Apparently, this connects 441 shows to St. Elsewhere. That's too many shows by 140. All right. So, Mad About You, um, Mad About You, You, Universe, um, with with, uh, Helen Hunt, Paul Reiser, I was uh, 13 years old and Paul Reiser, for some reason, spoke to me. <laughs> no, like, I get this guy. I get this guy. I get this guy. Mom, pass me another Manischewitz. I understand. We're going to have a nosh. We're going to kvetch. We're going to have a nosh. And then we're going to watch Mad About You. I think it was also part of must-see TV night at some point. Question Probably. Mark? I don't know. All right, I'm just gonna throw a bomb into this conversation. Uh, French, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You son of a bitch! You just took mine. God damn it! What kind of bomb is that? That's a that's a that's a. Well, because I think I would put that as number one, not number two. Oh, well, not everything could be number one. Why would you put that as a second best and not a first best? <sighs> Cultural impact. I mean. 
I feel like number one has to be oh, I see. Friends or Seinfeld. Mm. Does it though? <laughs> I'll tell Does you this it? much. Uh, I did a full rewatch of Friends like two years ago, and uh, it doesn't hold up as much as some other shows. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. I wouldn't even call it second best. That's why I have not said it. Uh, I okay. I don't get the hate. Okay, I get the hate for it because I don't know. It's like popular and pervasive, right? Like I get the the the. I don't know if you want to just like have a take or you don't like it or you're, you're just anti friends. I get it. That's your business. Um, I think it's a great show. I don't think it stands up as well as it. I'm kind of with you, Sam. I don't think it stands up. I do think that there are what is it, like 10 seasons mm-hmm. i think there's maybe like six seasons of great tv um out of that but yeah i don't think it i'd be curious to revisit some others but yeah i didn't really stand the test of time with me i think a lot of the romantic like will they won't they going back and forth um got really tedious uh over yeah. that many seasons um the rachel and joey thing just made absolutely no sense at all. Yeah. Um, That's just like, oh, you know what we should do? We should torture our fans yeah. uh, this late in the game. <laughs> like, let, let's go on a diversion that we that everybody in this room knows is not going to go anywhere. But hell, let's let's kill six episodes with it. Yeah, it was a waste of time. It's, it's sweep, sweep. <laughs> <laughs> also, there are some episodes and some bits uh, in that show that are very problematic by today's standards. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Ross is a sociopath. Ross is absolutely a sociopath. <laughs> um, the joke about Chandler's dad, Ch- Chandler's uh, father is is a trans woman. Um, and yes, that's the joke. There's no, like, that's the joke. Yeah. And like, ha ha? Question mark? Yeah, they had a lot of that. They had a lot of that. Um, oh, and then there's an episode. I'm sorry. We're just going to stick on Friends for a second. Um, there's an episode where Joey learns how to dance uh, with the super and... Uh, the joke at the end of that is Monica saying, are you gay? That's the punchline. That's the line. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that just makes me shrivel up into a little tiny ball. Agreed. And then go watch uh, Parks and Rec for the 90th time. Um, all right. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Undisputed number two. Fight me in part two. Bobby, number 15. Boy, um, I'm struggling here. I'd also like to throw out that uh, at the top of the show, we mentioned how important Steve Urkel would be to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't mentioned him once. Call the MacGuffin. Um, yeah, we're chasing the MacGuffin that we'd never talk about. <laughs> yeah, misdirection. I'm here. I'm there. Uh, I'm going to throw this out there, and I, I don't know if anyone knows the show or saw it. Um, I remember it being very funny and made me a Chris Elliott fan for life, but, uh, get a life. Okay. I, what <laughs> Chris Elliott, I love Chris Elliott, by the way. <laughs> um, the, uh, that show was bizarre. Didn't it only last like three episodes or something? Or am I thinking of a different Chris Elliott show? <laughs> You're thinking of all the other Chris Elliott shows, but this one had 35 episodes. Wow. Well, actually, that's not fair to say. He's in like Shit's Creek and a few other things that. No, but had a like good run. starring Chris Elliott, um, you know, like 
the show around him. Um, oh, yeah. right. The, <laughs> the long line of successful Chris Elliott yeah, vehicles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, get a life. Okay. I get a life. Get get a life. Always that one just seemed like um, it was very Chris Elliott humor, and I think it deserved a better shot. I think <laughs> it was too weird to be on television, and I think it probably would have done well maybe somewhere else, <laughs> maybe on cable or something. But all right, we've all had a couple of rounds. Uh, we need one more, so I'm just gonna like throw out a bunch of shows and uh, uh, we'll do like lightning round. Like do it. Thumbs up, thumbs down. All right. Full house. No. (laughs) The nanny. No, I don't even know what that is, but no. (laughs) Fran Drescher. No. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Tough crowd. Home improvement. No. (laughs) Frazier. That's that's I think you're talking like. You're talking top tier there. I think considered to be top tier, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Boy Meets World. That's a that's pretty no. solid. That's a no for me. Hmm. That's a no for me, Doc. Uh, Sports Night. No, uh, it, it was the 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 proto. It was the the proto Aaron Sorkin. It was like Aaron Sorkin before Aaron Sorkin got to be Aaron. Yeah, Sorkin. I don't know it well enough to give it a rating. Uh, Keep going. Family Matters. Oh, you know what? I'll throw my hat into Family Matters just to you know give uh, give the Oracle. Um, <laughs> I think that might be a, that might be a second best. Also, Step by Step. Suzanne Summers. N- nope, that's no. No, <sighs> no, that's a hard. Jeez. That's a hard no. You guys are clearly impossible to please. Because the, the literally the only thing I remember about that show is the roller coaster in the intro. <laughs> yes. Right? Yep. That mm-hmm. was at Magic Mountain, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. Like, literally nothing else has penetrated my mind. Uh, the, um, we have to do uh, uh, a second best uh, TV show theme songs at some point. Um, because listening yeah. back to a lot of these theme songs, they're just like ballads. They're just like a, a prologue to like, how did we get here? Uh, and it tells like the whole story of like a man and a woman and they met and they, and they got married. And now so, here's the you show. know, interestingly enough, um, I think the one we would not be considering for second best is the Seinfeld intro, because clearly that's number <laughs> one sweeps. Number one, um, by all measures, uh, which is a, a synth, yeah. um, which I think also, uh, we haven't talked about that being second best here on this show, which is also telling because it's first uh, best. Exactly. It's first best. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah. Um, oh. The Seinfeld uh, theme song. Now, when you listen back to it, uh, sounds like a synth baseline um, from like my first Casio keyboard. Like you press the little like synth bass preset um, and then you just like kind of like run and you do a little run, and that's the Seinfeld theme song. You know, it's like it's like once setting away from like the the meow, like setting. You know, like the <laughs> right, yeah. You you put on the you put on the bossa nova beat, and then you just go. <laughs> uh, all right, so, so you it. guys do not agree that um, 
family matters should be second best. If we're looking for another one, I say I say family matters works. Bobby. Uh, I'm going to okay, so I'm going to say no because I want to say family matters pre it becoming the Urkel show maybe deserved a spot post it becoming the Urkel show. No, but I have a one up, so I won't just, I won't just slap it down. I'm going to raise you one. I'm going to raise you a show that I think should be here in 16. And that shows will and grace. That's a wow. Um, pause. Uh, no, I, no, no, no. Yeah. Pause for, to gather, collect my thoughts that does. So you do not think it should be in top tier. Like I want to go back to family matters real quick <laughs> is <laughs> okay. Let's reverse course. Okay. Is let's the, go back to family. Matters. Is the turning point for the Urkel show. Is it when, I don't know, some fucking science happens. And then, uh, he's like, um, handsome Urkel is handsome Urkel. The Stefan Urkel. Yes. Stefan, yes, Stefan Urkel. Is that the, is that the fulcrum right there in the middle? I, I think it might. I think it might be. That's the turning point. But on that, on that, on that same um, token, yeah. like if you look at some of the other shows, um, they all kind of get to the jumping of the shark moment, right? Like Married with Children got there, uh, you know, like yeah, you know. And by the way, the most annoying part of that show was the audience. Can you like if that show started off as oh, like, hey, you know, we're gonna make fun of you know these horrible people, and you're gonna watch it, and you're gonna laugh at them and then it turned into this like oh let's you know celebrate these people i bet the writers were like oh my fucking god like uh, yeah yeah probably find an old script for that flip through the first three pages or like <laughs> audience reaction <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think, there's like two- I think there's like two eventual deaths for shows it's the obviously the jumping of the shark and then also like when it just becomes about when it just becomes about a single character. And I think other shows survive that. I think like the Simpsons definitely went through that. It was like the Bart show for a minute. And then it definitely became the Homer show. And I don't know if it ever came back from that or diversified it. Cause I think I, I tapped out eventually somewhere along the line season nine or 10 of the Simpsons, but I don't know if it ever bounced back from just being a show about Homer being a dumbass, which is funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's one last thing I wanted to mention about Family Matters. That was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. No. I did not know this. I swear to God. Wait, wait, wait. So we were robbed of an episode <laughs> where Balky and Urkel could You know what? I, I think yes. that that's probably for the best because I think that if we were to witness that, the Earth would swallow itself into a, some sort of a awesome vortex threshold like it would hit a threshold that it just would not be able to be to sustain itself any longer and yeah it's definitely like the yeah, brightest yeah, timeline yeah, yeah exactly oh why could we live there <laughs> which by the way was perfect strangers a 90s sitcom i feel like it's 80s but let me double check the uh let's roll back the videotape i'm also shocked no one's mentioned capital critters so it was 80 perfect strangers was 86 to 93 and i feel like that puts it squarely in the 80s 
Okay. Also just vibe. Going with the mm. vibe. All right. 80s vibe. Okay. Okay. What do you have against perfect uh, what do you have against perfect strangers? I mean I don't really have anything <laughs> against perfect strangers. I just don't really have anything for perfect strangers either. Um I don't know if Balky's whole shit and accent is <laughs> um is racist. I don't know. <laughs> I would um, like to know. It's <laughs> it's kind of vaguely like Eastern European and like Slavic mm. and I don't It's definitely <laughs> insensitive. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Cringy at least. Okay. Yes. So so are we back to family matters least. as the I think it's got to be family matters. All right, family matters it is. Bobby, are you able to uh can you read off the 16? All right. Uh <laughs> okay, our our uh 16 contenders for the second best 90 sitcoms. This is follows. <laughs> Wings. Wings. <laughs> you <laughs> you guys shut up on wings, all right? <laughs> News Radio, The Critic, Married with Children, Dharma and Greg, Futurama, Martin, Caroline in the City, Alf, Just Shoot Me, Third Rock from the Sun, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Mad About You, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Get a Life, and Family Matters. So it's obviously Caroline in the city. So no need for part two. All right. Yeah, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. All right, guys. I'll wrap. talk to you later. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas Hayden church. You guys know that guy. Just you guys, you guys know Thomas Hayden's church. You guys know he fucks. Okay. That, that is certainly a list. That is a list of 16 things. And I don't mm-hmm. think that that's disputable. Yeah. And at the end, it'll be Alf standing atop the corpses of all the rest of you his know, beloved characters. That might end up being a, a true thing if it weren't for for our, for wings. Uh, join us next time for the bloodbath uh, when we go through all these 16 shows. Um, but for now, thank you for listening to the second best show. Uh, check out the second best show.com uh, to listen to other episodes and links to everywhere else where you can find us. That's for, that's it for now. And we'll see you next time in our spacious upper West side apartment. Elf in the City would have been a great show.